Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am Drew Celestino, and I am by my lonesome this week. Carl is a little under the weather, so he will not be here today. So I'm just going to give you a quick uh, solo outing. We didn't want you guys to go hungry during this uh, spidey-tacular uh, week that we've suddenly been thrust into. So... Here I am to give you guys a little lowdown on what's going on. Hope you're all well. Um, we'll have Carl back next week, hopefully, when he's uh, all well and good. Uh, we do have a quick announcement regarding uh, the live show. Um, we told you guys that we were going to be doing a live show at Iron Buffalo, and it was going to be on February the 5th. That has actually been changed. So please adjust your calendars if you are uh, planning on joining us. The Devil's Do Live will actually be happening on February 4th. We had a slight uh, conflict of uh, scheduling there with uh, another event at Iron Buffalo, and we wanted to make sure that uh, we didn't interfere with their business and we could get the night to ourselves to ensure a quality experience for all parties involved and make sure everybody is treated fairly and equally and everybody has a good time, and Iron Buffalo was unaffected and they can continue to provide great service, great comics, great games, great coffee, and everything um, as they normally do. So, yeah, February 4th, not 5th, 4th, and that is a Monday. So if you were planning to come on out, we do encourage you to come on out. So with that out of the way, let me remind you, uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com. And, of course, uh, all the stuffs is on thedevilsdopodcast.com, including links to our Facebook page. And, obviously, if you're listening to this, ideally you are subscribing to us, and you can find the feed to do that at thedevilsdopodcast.com. So, hey, what's going on? Just me today. So, let me get you caught up on, oh, you know, how was my week? Well, my week was pretty good, actually. Nothing uh, too eventful really happens anymore, but um, fun week of hanging out with uh, my son, and um, he, he really enjoys when I play guitar, and that uh, is pretty awesome, I'm not going to lie. Uh, he gets really giggly and silly, and uh, he's really wide-eyed when he sees uh, the guitar come out of the case. So, hey man, for, for, for right now anyway... I'm pretty cool to my kid, and, you know, I'm going to enjoy that while I can, because at some point, inevitably, he will think I am so, so lame, because, you know, that's just part of growing up, but, you know, for now, it's okay. Um, on top of that, I've done a little bit of comic book catch-up. Um, I have a ways to go, obviously, but I had to get my toes in the water, had to start doing some major reading, and first thing I did was get caught up on Daredevil, so here's the deal. Daredevil has ended, effectively, um, at issue 612, and now there's a miniseries called The Man Without Fear, not to be confused with the Frank Miller, John Romita Jr. Man Without Fear back in the 90s, which was actually pretty good. No, this is a new Man Without Fear. It's two issues in, I think it goes for two more, and then Daredevil is relaunching with a new number one, because Marvel loves them a new number one. Almost, uh, no, not even almost. To a fault, Marvel loves a new number one. But hey, the ultimately sales are to blame. People like buying number ones more than they like buying number 613. Go figure. In any case, 
Um, Carl and I are going to be talking about the current state of uh, Daredevil Comics probably as soon as he gets back. So look for our kind of take on that situation uh, next episode. Um, Yeah, we'll get caught up on Hell's Kitchen and the comic adventures therein. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to talking about that with you guys. Um, On top of that, I also got a chance to start dipping into the new Thor series by Jason Aaron. Um, I'm only one issue into that. Um, It's on, like, issue eight or nine now, so obviously I'm, like, a little bit behind. But, uh, you know, life finds a way to get in the way of my comic reading. So I'm just doing the best I can at the moment. And Thor number one was pretty good. Uh, Jason Aaron's had a pretty legendary run on Thor, I'd say, at this point. Uh, up there with the classic uh, Walt Simonson run, which is, you know, one of the most heralded runs of Thor amongst comics fans. I would say Aaron's run, for my money anyway, has been on par, if not superior to that. He's, uh, his, he's, his take on Thor has just been masterful and legendary. He treats Thor with uh, a, a respect and a, and a level of care that's um, very impressive. Uh, his Thor, his take on Thor has just been epic. It's nothing short of epic. The character, the story, it's so centered on not just like the Marvel Universe Thor, but more like the mythical figure of Thor, who happens to be in the Marvel Universe. But um, yeah, it's really great. And uh, this new series, so far anyway, is just a, another continuation of Jason Aaron's epic Thor run. So I'm enjoying that. Um I finished up a couple other things too. Um, you know, one book that really I was really into was uh, Descender from Image Comics by Jeff Lemire and uh, Dustin Nguyen. Hope I'm saying that right. But um, if you're a fan of like Mass Effect or you know science fiction, far flung future science fiction with robots and aliens and and stuff like that, man, Descender is like right up your alley. At least it should be. And man, it was a great series. Great series. Uh, it ended recently, and I gotta tell you, I bleh, not happy with how it ended at all. Um, I feel like, eh, apparently, uh, J- Jeff Lemire wrote in his epilogue after the last issue let, that he had a vision of how the series was going to end, and that at a certain point, that vision changed. And it didn't have to end, because they are going to spin it out into a new series called Wait for it. Ascender. Haha, <laughs> I see what they did there. And um, let me tell you what. Knowing that going into this final issue, uh, it really taints the whole thing. Because the, the conclusion, I feel, for Descender uh, comes out of nowhere. Uh, it's hard to say that it comes out of nowhere. But thematically, I feel it is not in line with the series that we that I had been enjoying and it takes a big hard turn into uh, uh, if you're selling me sci-fi then you don't get to end the series with a left turn into fantasy and magic that doesn't that does not fly for me I'm sorry but that's just if you want to if you want to offend my sensibilities that's that's a surefire way to do it and Descender is guilty of that. Um, our, our, our sci-fi series takes a hard turn, and suddenly magic and sorcery are introduced late in the game, and that's how we end up ending the, the series with, with magic. And the new series, Ascender, will be a magic-based 
series as opposed to a sci-fi based series. Ugh. Ugh. No. Sorry. No. Uh, no, thank you. I the mysticism and and stuff like that in 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 a hard sci-fi kind of setting. I can't really do. I mean, like you know, you could argue someone out there right now is probably listening, going, "Well, Drew and Star Wars kind of has mysticism and sci-fi intertwined." But, but yeah, but Star Wars isn't really hard sci-fi, and it's not. It's a fantasy in space. It's not like a science fiction narrative per se. Um. And Descender never really had a Star Wars feel. It felt like a Star Trek, Mass Effect kind of science fiction universe. And then all of a sudden, I got I got sorcery. I've got wizards and staffs and and stuff. And I, you know what? I I'm not into that stuff in general. So when you start throwing in mysticism and and stuff into the science fiction world that you've built, I, it just never works for me. Um, See also Battlestar Galactica, the rebooted version. Um, just no, yeah, no, not into it. So that was kind of a bummer. But um, hey, man, I I did enjoy the ride up until kind of you know the end, and that let me down. But that's going to happen sometimes in comics, folks. That's okay. Um, the new issue of Criminal. Oh, dude. So uh, Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker's Criminal is back. Man, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, those guys could do anything, and I will read it, and I, I will guarantee you it will be almost always a 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 book. Almost always. Those guys are as reliable as they come, and Criminal has been a fantastic series for years, years, man. And uh, every arc of that series is is awesome. I can't recommend it enough to you guys. If you have the means, uh, go on Amazon, go to your local comic shop, and get any volume, any volume. Doesn't matter because they're all kind of standalone. They some tie together, but it doesn't really matter because they're all standalone crime yarns. Uh, get any volume of Criminal, buy it and read it, and I promise you will enjoy it. Um, Criminal is awesome. It is like hard boiled crime uh, noir. Uh, hard drinking heroes and villains and and just really good crime stories um not so much like organized crime not like the godfather or like goodfellas but like you know real real pulpy um street level stuff with great characters and just great writing and the great artwork everything about criminals awesome so the new first issue of the new ongoing criminal series uh hit i think last week week before yeah it's great and uh, again, you can pick it right up and dive right into it, and you're, you're not going to have a problem, you know, figuring out what's going on. Does it help if you've read previous volumes? Maybe a little, because there are some characters that come back, but they introduce everything in a way that you don't need to know anything. Um, it's a new story, fleshing out some characters' backstories from that you may have read previously, but if not, again, it doesn't matter, because you're getting a whole new story, and you're going to know everything you need to know. And just some of the best stuff, some of the best comics you could you could ever ever hope to read uh captain america uh introduced me to ed brubaker and number one it made cap one of my favorite heroes and number two it introduced me to a phenomenal writer who is now like in my he he, ed brubaker is in my must read list he's up there with morrison and jason aaron and brian k vaughn and you know those kind of guys ed brubaker right in that class for sure so do check out do check that out um, I've been playing a lot of Spider-Man, as you might imagine, on the PlayStation 4. What a great game. I know Carl has been playing it, too. I think Carl uh, finished the game. I have not finished it yet, so again, no spoilers, kids. 
but um, it's it's great. I really enjoy it. Um, some stuff more than others. Um, like there's these Taskmaster challenges that come in. So like you know, once you get like three quarters of the way through the game, roughly, you start to notice that there's like items that you can't buy yet, and suits you can't buy yet because you haven't gotten any challenge tokens. And you're like, when am I going to get these challenge tokens? Well, uh, Taskmaster from the comics shows up. Um, Taskmaster, for those of you who don't know, he's like a doppelganger villain. So he has this ability to mimic uh, any fighting style, any, you know, any combat style, any tactical style that he that he sees. So, you know, if he sees Captain America fighting, he can mimic his fighting style perfectly. Likewise, like if you if you see Spider Man, you can make Spider Man and whatnot. So it's it's kind of cool. Well, he shows up in in the game, and you got to do these little challenges. Now, some of the challenges are cool, like you know stealth challenges. Like okay, go to this location. Taskmaster says you got to take out all these bad guys in X amount of minutes, and you can't be spotted, you can't be seen. You got to do it stealth. I like those missions. Stealth missions are awesome in Spider Man. They're so much fun. Um. Or you have like these bomb defusing missions where you got to swing around the city in a certain amount of time and find these bombs that he's planted and defuse them. Or you know, in Spider-Man's case, he throws them up in the air and then detonates them in the air with the web. Whatever you know. But either way, it's it's just a quick you know like little mission that you got to do in a certain amount of time. But the ones I hate, man, these drone challenges. So like this drone flies through the city, and you have to swing through the path of the drone and follow it. And like it's basically like a swinging accuracy contest, and man, it's just not—it's just not fun. <laughs> I really hate it. Um, so, swinging in that game, like it's so—it's uh, awesome to do, but like, don't make me, don't don't make me do it a certain way. Like, let me find my own rhythm and my own groove, and and because it's it's really up to you how you want to do it, and you can find your own way to traverse the city. Once they tell you how to do it, suddenly you realize how difficult it is if you've just kind of been going freeform the whole time. And at this point in the game, obviously, I've been going it my way and it's been fine. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh no, you have to do it this way to get these tokens. So yeah, those drone challenges can go away. But anyway, uh, the game itself though is still fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. Um, the Sinister Six finally showed up for me. I had a, I had a uh, stop there i had to go out to the raft the prison um and the sinister six are there and they all get broken out and and it's pretty brutal and now they're the city's in total chaos and it's like the city that you've been able to freely traverse the whole time with you know without incident now all of a sudden um all the prisoners at rikers and the raft have escaped so basically anywhere you go in the cities you're getting shot at or you're getting uh assaulted and it's kind of annoying in a way but at the same time like you know the story has built up to this point so this is just part of the this you know part of the game part of the story right now so it all fits it's it's fine but definitely a change of pace from the earlier sections of the game but uh it's great and um they do a slight uh twist on dr octopus um which is cool, but, you know, if you're a Spider-Man fan, it does throw, you know, continuity kind of a little out of whack, which, I mean, granted, it's it's not the comic book, so of course it's going to be different. They they did change it a bit, but uh, it, it's a little strange in a way to, like, play a Spider-Man game where um, Spider-Man is eight years into his career as Spider-Man, and yet... He's never faced Dr. Octopus. In fact, he's friends with Dr. Octavius. He works for him. 
Um, and on top of that, like Norman Osborn is the mayor and Peter has still been best friends with Harry all these years. Yet there's a big heel turn reveal in the game. Spoilers. Norman Osborn is a bad guy. So when Peter kind of finds that out in the game, he doesn't really react with much shock or anything, even though his best friend's father that he surely has met or has known for X amount of time. Like, wouldn't you be a little more, I don't know, broken up or confused or, or, or rocked by that revelation? I don't know. Anyway, um, but, I mean, that's that's nitpicking. The game itself is just so cool. So, um, and the costumes and stuff, it's, it's, really, it's really great. Got to uh, like that. So, playing a lot of Spider-Man. Uh, Friday, Carl came over and a uh, buddy of mine, Colin, had brought us and came over as well. He brought a guest as well, and we played a couple quick games. Um, you know, we got, we kind of got a late start, but uh, we rocked out um, a game of Reef, which is uh, a newish newish game, and uh, it's a good it's a good one. Um, and then um, I think we also got a game of uh, King of Tokyo in. Uh, me, Carl, and Jen, that is. And uh, King of Tokyo is an old stalwart, and it's a great game. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of it, man. That, that's 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 what I've been up to. Uh, again, if you want to give us a shout, tell us what you're up to. If you have any questions, um, hit us up, thedevilsdopodcast.com. You can throw us an email, send us a tweet, send us a Facebook message, whatever you want to do. Just uh, get in touch with us. So, bruh. Yeah, we didn't want to. We didn't want you guys to go without any content this week. So, um, not a whole lot of news. But hey, Marvel um, has been in the giving mood as of late. So we do have one thing, and I'm sure Carl's going to chime in um, next week about this as well. But I'll give you my off the cuff reactions. We got a Spider-Man Far From Home trailer today, and uh, hey, man, I'm in. Looks great. I think it looks great. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things in it, and the more you look at it, the more obvious it is what they're doing. We'll get to that in a moment. So, first up, must be said, uh, there's a, a flirty scene with uh, Happy Hogan and Aunt May, and it's like, hey, you know what? I kind of like these characters rubbing up against each other, uh, not f- figuratively, not literally, but possibly literally. Um, the little flirty there, and it's it's funny. It's it's neat, and it's you know it's again you, you like these characters, and you, and they're doing new and unexpected things with them that make you know kind of make sense in this MCU that we're all living in. So um, pretty cool there. Um, we get to see uh, Nick Fury interact with Spider Man for the first time, uh, which is pretty cool. Poor Ned. Poor Ned gets knocked out with a dart. Oh man, that's okay. He'll he'll be all right. He he gets, hopefully he gets to be the guy in the chair yet again. Um. What else? I mean, it's Europe. Spider-Man's hanging out in Europe. He's, you know, drinking cappuccino and, 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 and uh, uh, espressos, and he's eating baguettes and whatnot. Uh, we get to see a quick glimpse of the stealth suit. We get to see the quick glimpse of the new black and red suit, or the dark, dark, dark blue and red suit, which, whichever you want to call it, but whatever. Um, now, where it comes down to the villains, this is where it gets kind of weird, right? So we see uh, a water villain, possibly Hydro Man or something. We see a earthy villain, possibly the Sandman or reminiscent of the Sandman. I think we see a fiery molten villain as well, um, like Molten Man. So the synopsis that came out, like that Spider-Man's going to face these elementals and stuff, that never, never really sounded 
right to me? Like, wait, so this this down to earth Spider Man is going to face these like weird elemental? Like, what 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 is what is this now with these fantasy villains? He's got to face. You know, that's not Spider Man's mo. You know what I mean? And then suddenly, who should enter the room? Enter the frame? Enter the trailer? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, in his Mysterio outfit, complete with bubble dome helmet. Oh. Folks, the bubble dome helmet. I mean, come on. How great is that? The fact that they're going to do it. But I'm sure in true Marvel fashion, he'll wear it for about three seconds before we never see it again on frame. (laughs) On screen, that is. Uh, Because no one can keep their their headgear on in these movies. Because, you know, you got to see the actors' faces and whatnot. You know, we don't... Yeah, whatever. Um, But Mysterio enters the frame. And Mysterio, dude, he's like flying... And like shooting beams out of his hands and stuff, and 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 it's pretty wild. And he's kind of like got like a Doctor Strange thing going on with with the with his hand powers and stuff. And then it all dawns on you: it's Mysterio, and he's and he's like a good guy, or he's you know he's like meant to be like fighting these elemental bad guys. And that's when it all makes sense, man. It's Mysterio's mo. He is a master of illusion. It's all a trick. And if you think that sounds a lot like the uh, 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 plot from Incredibles, when uh, the bad guy stages all the bad stuff to happen to make himself look like the hero, well, the Incredibles got that from Mysterio's first appearance, actually, in the comics. Uh, Mysterio uh, tries to orchestrate things to make himself look like a hero, when in fact he is the one behind it all, and he's actually, obviously, uh, a villain. And if you are up on your Daredevil lore, Mysterio is also uh, a great Daredevil villain. And um, there's a there's some great stuff there on the Kevin Smith run, so I do recommend you go check out uh, Guardian Devil if you want a little mis- taste of Mysterio and Daredevil. So here's Mysterio in, in the MCU, and we'll see how, uh, how that goes. We'll see where it goes. But yeah, the trailer looked really cool as far as I could tell. And uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes. The big question is, of course, you know, does this take place pre or post snap? And I ha- I would I would have to guess it's post snap. And you know, someone out there is like, well, I thought Spider Man died. They're kind of spoiling Infinity War two. It's like, come on, or Endgame, whatever. He's like, dude, look, you know for a fact they were not going to kill off Spider Man. Like, come on, that that that's not gonna happen so of course you were gonna get a new spider-man don't don't worry about it don't don't act all semantically butthurt about it um yeah there you go that's 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 really all it's really happened man not, not there's not much else going on in the geek world um i guess uh well no there's you know what i should i take that back we do have a quick report that said that um x-force uh some other X movie and the uh, Doom, as in Doctor Doom movie, because, you know, we needed that uh, from Fox, that is. They've all been canceled. They've all been shelved. So, yay. Marvel is putting the toys back on the shelf and they're taking them out of Fox's hands. And I, I'm okay with that. Um, you better get Doctor Doom right. You better put him in the MCU and you better do it right with the Fantastic Four um, and, and the whole nine because you're only going to get one shot at this and you better nail it because Dr. Doom is Dr. Doom. Don't screw this up. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, good news. Um, all these weird Fox uh, ideas for this stuff are are being 
undone as the merger with Disney is uh, nearing completion. And uh, we'll see how that all shakes out, man. Um, we'll, we'll know before long, for sure. Uh, information is going to be coming out sooner than later, I would think. So with all of that being said, now I think that's going to do it for the news. I don't have much else to report. Um, so yeah, obviously I'm not going to give you my reaction to a whole episode of Daredevil without Carl. So we're going to skip that portion as well. So that's it, man. A quick update from me to you while Carl is away. Um, we will hopefully be uh, back together, uh, reunited next week. And um, you'll get the regular dose of the devil's due, as you uh, would expect. Don't forget, new date on that live show. The new date is February the 4th at Iron Buffalo here in Buffalo, New York. We would love to see you out at the show. So please come on out, bring some friends, have some coffee, and enjoy geeky banter with two uh, elder geeks. So um, that's about it for me, man. I don't have much else to go on here, so... uh, We will see you next week. And with that being said, y'all have a good week. Court is adjourned.